You're tuned to OC Talk Radio. OC Talk Radio. Hey, welcome everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. With the man who's at the center of it all, our host, John Gutierrez. Hey, John. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much. We're excited to be here again here today. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to our community podcast show. Of course, where our community is your community. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, founder of OC Hospice and, of course, board member here at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We're excited to have our guest today, Alicia Del Valle, who is an Emmy-nominated TV and radio personality. Uh, community hero is what I like to call her. She's a broadcaster, community journalist, sports reporter, has worked at Today in LA, NBC4, Eyewitness News, ABC7, Fox 11, KISS FN, Power 106. I can go on and on and on. <laughs> Let's welcome Alicia Del Valle. Saludos. Yay. Hi. <laughs> yes, this yes. is so cool. <laughs> what a nice setup, John. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is very cool. Thank you for being here. We, we are honored and excited to have you. Uh, I know you had a long drive, right? Coming yes. out of the LA area. <laughs> well, I do live in um, LA City proper, right mm. by Dodger Stadium or Blue Heaven on Earth. Yes. Uh, I don't want to upset any of our Angel fans. No, it's okay. Out here it's, today. okay. it's okay. <laughs> we have the a lot of Dodger series. fans out in this area too. You'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. We're global. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, which podcast is this? Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, you but were at the it game was last uh, night. Right? Yeah, the Freeway Series, yes. and it was wonderful. Okay. And I actually met a, a pair, a couple of Angel fans. They sat in front of us. They were okay. awesome. Nice. And they are from the Costa Mesa area. Oh, okay. Dang it, if I could remember their names, I'd give them a yes. shout out. And, and where did your love for baseball come from? <gasps> my dad, my oh, family. Really? Lots of traditions with Dodgers, Dodgers baseball. Fernando Mania, mm-hmm. you know, I was a little girl, but of yes. course. Fernando Valenzuela. Thank you. Yes. That was a real thing. It was the, the whole city was on fire for this young pitcher from Mexico. Yes. And uh, he just captivated the hearts and the minds of the Latino community, the Mexican-American community. Yes. So it became must-watch TV. Yes. When Fernando pitched, it was a thing. Family came over. Food was made. You had to watch mm-hmm. Fernando pitch. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, and my dad went to a lot of their games. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to go to some, but, you know, first we were sitting in the outfield. Then we moved up, and then, and this was also when Dodger games were free. Remember that? You yes. could watch them on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pay, but that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Yeah, yes. but no. So yeah, that was the you contracts know, I, point probably weren't as big back then. <laughs> right? That's so true. now they got to pay bigger contracts, right? Yeah. And so growing upgrades. up, who, aside from Fernando Valenzuela, were mm-hmm. there other uh, players during those days that you just uh, you know admired or your dad admired? Yeah, yeah. So my dad is a huge Sandy Koufax fan. Okay. I'm old, but not that old. So I never got to see Sandy play, but he's still very involved with the Dodger organization. Okay. So I have met him before. Nice. And that's one of the perks of the jobs I had. My career choice is interviewing people that 
I admired, my parents admired. I really want to make my parents proud. So it was a big deal when my father and mother got to meet Fernando and Sandy Koufax. And my dad is like a macho, you know, Chicano, yeah. East LA guy, <laughs> Vietnam War veteran. Shout yes, out to our vet. Thank you for his service. Yeah. Yes. And you should have seen him nervous. Really? I've not seen my dad be kind of quiet and, yeah. you know, being referential, like, oh, okay, it's Fernando, be cool. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my favorite days at work, quotes. So, wow. Yeah. That, that is so cool that as a daughter, you were able to, you know, hand that over to your dad, right? Hey, that dream, right? Yeah, that's um, all I wanted. So you made a, a, an interesting point. You said it's so important for me to make my dad proud or your family proud. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is that important to you? It was the way I was raised. It was, I do not take it for granted. The sacrifices, you know, my family has made for me to have the choices that I have. Okay. Now I am second and third generation. My dad was a farm worker up in the Central Valley. Mm -hmm. My mom has just worked her butt off to both of them to give me opportunities. Even my grandparents, my nana used to tell me, when you're rich and famous, you're going to drive a Cadillac because I was, I had not pressure, but importance was placed on going to college, having yes. a career. Yes. Now, you know what they wanted me to do was be a lawyer. Really? Yeah. Because I'm the first one in my family to go to college. So oh, they wanted me to go to law you. school. Good for you. But I had my eye on the prize. I wanted to be on the news. Okay. I just thought the women on the news broadcast were so glamorous. And Interesting. Okay. Did you see somebody in particular during those days that inspired you or you just, where did that come from? Oh, you know, so that's one of the things I talk about is representation, mm-hmm. especially in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't many Latinas in news. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I got older, yes. But as a little girl, in fact, that's why some of my family members discouraged me from pursuing this because there was nobody that looked like us, that had names like us, that... Yes. We're from L.A. They were former beauty queens and stuff like that. So they just didn't want me to go down a path that wasn't for sure. You know, being a lawyer, a doctor, those are supposed to be very solid careers. And yes. So but I just really had I had the vision. I There's tapes, John, VHS, t- VHS tapes. That's how old I am. <laughs> of me pretending to do the news. You're kidding From me. Dennis the wow. Menace Park and Downey. No yeah, way. I got to dig those up. I'm sure my mom has them that and I'll put so them out. Cool. I, yeah, I made up a name. And in fact, see, what does that say that? I pretended, I took away my last name and gave myself a, a very Americanized name as I was pretending to be on the news because as a little girl, really? we, yeah, that's, wow, wow, that was really weird that I just remembered that. That's interesting. And now there's so many more of us. So now the push for me is to get more representation in the boardrooms, okay. in the newsrooms, okay. in the, the digital media platforms, because we're still very much underrepresented in a Latina women. Right? Yes. Uh, Latinos, period. period. Okay. UCLA just did a study, Hollywood and the media, mm-hmm. uh, NPR did a study, the Atlantic, and mm-hmm. even the census shows that there are so many of us here, especially Mexican-Americans. We are the majority minority here. Mm-hmm. And yet for what we see on movies, on television, um, in newspapers and, you know, running magazines, advertising, we are very underrepresented. Wow. For the numbers we have here. So I just want to see I want little kids to be able to see themselves. Yes. The way I did not. 
you know. And so that was important to me. It's like being that's on deep channel. in you, huh? That's that's something mm-hmm. like a, a fire burning in you. Yeah. How did you? People said I couldn't. <laughs> how did you work your way up into your career? Can you share that with everybody oh. listening? I know a little bit from uh, <laughs> what you've told me, and of course what I've read. But share with everybody for those little girls listening out there, right? Or the Latinos listening to us. Of course, we're here with the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. podcast show. So it's important that our members hear your passion, right? How did you get? to that level that you said, I'm going to work my way up just like an attorney or a doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a scary path, right? It is scary because it is not guaranteed. You can go to school. The traditional route is you go to broadcasting school. And I went to one of the best, you know, USC Trojans, fight Ooh, on. Yeah. Fight on, yes. <laughs> Proud Trojan. Again, my dad and the sports, back to the sports theme, mm-hmm. he took us to a lot of USC sporting events, mostly football. He's taking us to USC baseball, water polo. So that's the that's the school I wanted to go to. Yes. Now, did I go into debt? I mean, we could talk about that another time. <laughs> but I was determined to go to USC and, and I got in. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, so you went to school. There. I went to school there, mm-hmm. um, but I transferred in as a junior. Okay, I went to Rio Hondo Community okay. College. Love nothing but amazing people there. Had the best um, uh, counselor, guidance okay. counselor. Okay, and even when I had, I was nervous about applying or nervous about pursuing broadcasting. He was like, "Nope, I can tell that's what you want, and if you want something bad enough, you will find a way." Wow. And I did. I hustled. I grinded, John. I, really? I didn't do it. The rest of the way was not traditional. You're supposed to go to a smaller market okay. and work your way back to the larger markets. Top 30 is where the quote money is and the prestige. The top two are New York and L.A. Okay. So everyone in this country presumably wants to work either in L.A. or New York. I am from here, born and raised here, went to school here, raised my daughter here. Um, I did not want to leave. Yes. So I just hustled. I got into, I was doing morning radio. Um, I interned with Big Boy, who's still on the radio. Big Boy? <laughs> Love Big Boy. <laughs> we call him an honorary Mexican. <laughs> yes, yes. He's so much for la gente, right? Oh, yeah. He's so much well, about. Well, for community, period. Period, yes, yeah, of course. He, yeah. He's, we've rode in the Martin Luther King parades together. Anything he asks of us. You know, Big is very community-oriented. When were you in this pursuit of this career and kind of also maybe culture shock walking into these these unwavered paths of like, hey, there's no Latinos here or Latina mm-hmm. women. At what point did you see some of those challenges or, you know? In my classes at USC. Really? Huge culture shock. Really? In fact, I was pretty depressed. I, I can say that now because I didn't know what depression was because mm-hmm. I come, you know, mental health was not discussed. Exactly. Or, you know, thank goodness there are waves now of people saying, go ahead, talk about it. But back then, I could see now that I got very blue my first season, uh, season, <laughs> put me a coach, yeah. my first semester at yes. USC. Yes. I didn't make any friends. And I'm a very social person. I love, I do love people. I genuinely love yes. people. Yes. And I, it was, I didn't see anyone that, not that they had to look like me or talk to me, but there were no other Latinas in my classes. Interesting. And what walking around. Was this? around what I graduated years? USC um, from Annenberg School of Broadcast Communications in 1999. Okay. So the during late 90s. the late 90s, mm-hmm. you were seeing that, wow, there's a representation. Mm-hmm. And what pushed you or drove you to get through this? John, but we didn't even call it representation, right? Representation is more of a modern thing. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I just felt very alone, very 
out of like, fish out of water. I do not belong here. Wow. And now there are things, terms like imposter syndrome and all that that we can attribute to how you feel. But I just know I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. I didn't make any friends. Mm-hmm. Um, no one was mean to me, but they, I was also just invisible. Yes. And um, so I finally made some friends my second semester. Nice. And they were the first uh, Iranian American women I've met. And I'm still lifelong friends with one of them. Oh, that's so nice. That's so so nice. As this is happening, what are your parents saying to you or thinking like, wow, we told you should have gone to be an attorney (laughs) or be a doctor. Like, come on. Are you having to continue to convince them that this is what I want to do? Well, no. So I wasn't going to admit that they were right. (laughs) (laughs) When do you ever give your parents? When you're young. You're like, I'm I'm good. I got uh, this. Yeah. I I had, that's probably why, you know, it contributed to my blue. My blues is I had to hold it in. Yes. I had to put up the face, the front, like I got this. I'm a Trojan. Like, yeah. This is going to be great, you know. Um, I also made friends with this uh, Nigerian gentleman. Mm-hmm. He became my cameraman. I started my own show. Really? L.A. Odds and Ends. Okay. And I would just go around uh, like Melrose and places like that and interview people. Nice. No structure, but it was fun. Nice. And I interviewed Dave Chappelle. He Are happened you to be there. Yes. Wow. I have to find these tapes. And you think you still have these? Oh, I'm sure he does. How cool. Yeah, oh, really? He's very like organized and tech. Okay. I'm that like wild talent like let's go let's do this you know make sure you get p-roll you know yes um but that was pretty cool when did you end up then going into a career like where you're actually getting paid at what point did that happen share with with our listeners because you know we have a lot of youth chamber that listens to us here from our chamber and it's so great to tell this story of perseverance and just the challenges and how you you know paved that way well, I will say that things are quite different now at USC. So I wanted to make sure and, and start with that. Okay. Um, I just I just found a way, John. I was working morning radio. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people within the industry know one another. Yes. And so I, the, I guess the best way to wrap this up is I wasn't willing to go to a small market. So I had to find jobs here. I was also a single mom at this time by now. Okay. By the time I graduated from USC. That so must have, that must have been tough then, right? Wow. I know. What, make things harder for myself, you know? Yes. You know, those people that learn the hard way. Yes. That might be me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of my memoirs. <laughs> learn the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, so I, I worked morning radio. I bartended evenings at Havana House in Uptown Whittier. You had to do whatever you had to do. I right? did whatever I had to do. Yes. And then somebody mentioned um, there. I did a cable show called L.A. TV, which was a music channel way ahead of its time. It was Spanglish, bilingual. OK. And that was so fun. We're talking huge acts. This is, again, before the the rise of, like, representation, that word. Yes. LATV was pretty much the only town, the only spot in town that that acts like Mana, like Paulina Rubio, like yes. uh, regional bands, like Banda were coming and performing live. Nice. So I, I got you know my feet wet and doing live tv there yes. and so that was awesome i remember and watching you i remember you watching yes yes oh my god i remember watching you Dang, and i and needed a stylist <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you I know one of, one of the things that i, I want to share with with people as you all know our show's a 30 minute show and 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 thank you all for for viewing and listening to us uh, <laughs> thank you alicia for being here okay. one of the things that i see a lot of you today is you're such a big supporter of just 
the community and philanthropy mm-hmm. and charities. I know you love golf also, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, share with us a little bit about that, your passion today with, with golf, um, the charity events. Obviously, you do a lot with George Lopez <laughs> and, and many other many other Latino celebrities and in general celebrities. Where did that come from? What? Well, so it is related, John. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is related to why I think I had success the way I did. I've always volunteered since high school, since uh, awesome. my St. Paul days. It was important to me, but I did not see this coming. And now I tell anybody who will listen, mm-hmm. in order to do well, you have to do good. Exactly. And so many of the most amazing opportunities in my career have happened as a direct result of me volunteering. Amen. Channel 7. Amen. ABC, the, the dream station I wanted to work for that. Everyone said, no way. It's legacy. You'll never work there. I was volunteering at a Young Latinas conference in Pasadena. Wow. And an executive from ABC 7 was there. I did not know who that was. I didn't go there for that. That's great. And she comes up to me, hands me her card and says, you need to work for us. And boom, months later, I'm at Channel 7 doing morning traffic. Wow. This is, I love that you're sharing the story about volunteering because I was just talking to my wife about how I was driving my son to school the other day uh-huh. and I was just, we, we have talks, you know, as he's going yeah. to freshman high school, my son, Jonathan. And I said, son, you know, eventually when you graduate from high school, you're going to go to college, but it's important you volunteer. And let me tell you why. And, you know, I explained to him, do you know what an internship is and mm-hmm. these things? So I love that you're sharing this, mm-hmm. right? How Very you important. volunteering help you open doors Mm -hmm. right and And interning you said two of the magic words yes yes and especially now if if someone out there is thinking of getting into broadcasting the times have changed again we're always evolving right um you should start sooner than later with your quote branding i could not stand that word i resisted it i thought branding was for professional athletes and whatnot but yes even chambers of commerce have branding. Even yes. you know yes. restaurants. Everything is branding. Everything's branding, marketing, so you marketing. Name it. Yes. So social media is huge. Yes. And I would tell young people to start now. Start whatever you're passionate about: sports, eating. Maybe you have a good shoe game. Maybe you know um, you do something old school like a macrame. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what I've seen on social media. Yes. Put yourself out there. Start telling your stories that you get practice and you're creating your voice so you don't have to wait to go to school, to college. You don't have to wait. I mean, now there are reality TV stars getting broadcasting and networking, I mean, network shows. Yes. So you you don't always have to do it their traditional way. I did not. Yes, I went to school, but I didn't do it the small market yes. and work your way back. I just grinded. I hustled. Like I found a way and I, I have no regrets. It was a great fit at ABC seven. You know, you made a, a, an interesting point right now. You said your voice, it seems like that's important, right? That you have a voice, the community has a voice. Yes. Um, does that come from the roots of your parents, the way they raised you? Um, is that what it's about for you? Yes. Yeah, so my father, his older brother, Salvador, was Cesar Chavez's, the United Farm Workers accountant. Okay. We lost him early. Yes. But I have a box of clippings and articles. And again, this is way before Cesar Chavez Day or anything. So I've always had it instilled in me that it was important to represent. It was important that you do something. Yes. You know, and so he had a voice. I have a voice. I want our community to have a voice. And then those, the voiceless, we need to be sticking up for them. Exactly. You know, 
making sure that we're taking care of everybody who needs to be protected or uplifted or supported. And, and it's a lot these days. <laughs> yes, it is. I know the producer's giving me the look. Is uh, it time to five, go? Five minutes. We got about five okay, minutes. Okay. But I want you to really share. I know your passion has been working with the foundation, George Lopez Foundation. Share with us a little bit about that, the um, past, what you've done with that, because I know you're very passionate about helping the community. Thank you. Well, I should put out there that that's how we became friends. Yes. At a golf tournament. Yes. I, I always use the hashtag golf for good. Yes. Right. Because, I mean, we live in the best place on the planet. I'm a total Southern California. Great weather. I'm a ham. So we get to be outside. I'm corny like that. We get to be outside. Yes. We're golfing. A lot of funds can be raised for worthy causes. Yes. So my first introduction to that was when I worked for George Lopez. Okay. And he's a big advocate for um, his kidney camp. It's a camp where children who are dealing with kidney disease or yes. organ donation yes. or organ, excuse me, yes. uh, transplants. Yes. And it's a great event and he also you know is it's all about awareness yes. and helping Kidney kids, failures kids is, and families he has an yeah. emergency fund and all of that so once a year he has this amazing fun it's one of the most fun golf tournaments out there it's at lakeside it's already sold out he's bringing it back because it was gone for the pandemic yeah. and um That's it's awesome. going to be awesome and yeah. again 100 percent, i volunteer uh, I got to give some love to Linda Small, who runs it. She's like a one-woman army. Like, Way to she's go, Linda. out there. Yeah. Yes. And wow. um, and if you want more information, go to georgelovisfoundation.com if you want to help. He has a big golf tournament that raises money for this, right? Yes, yes. every year. It's back. And it'll be back this May. So I'm very excited. So I got to get out there and warm yeah. up. It's been a month. I haven't golfed in a month. We also have Emilio Rivera's coming up. That's right, with the Hispanic 100 Foundation. That just golf and that's very I, Orange County, so we're, we're here in Orange yes, County. Yes, yes. And thank you for also supporting our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce golf mm -hmm. tournament that we do every year to raise money for scholarships for our youth chamber. You were there this last right. year, and we really appreciate your I support. I love seeing the young people out there, too. Yes. That's, what, that's what it's for. That's what I'm trying to say. Like Community is very important. So people can find you, of course, where? On your social media? What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, this was fun. So I am at Alicia Dalvaye on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Okay. Oh, also on Snapchat, but I really don't snap. Is, can you guys let me know out there if I should be snapping? <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes feel like I'm just too vieja, like too old. <laughs> um, but I'm also a co-host of a new, uh, not a new, I'm a new co-host to Bleed Los. Okay. It's a Dodgers focused podcast and we are the only Latinos Way to go. talking about Dodgers. Good Can you job. believe that? Good job. And tacos. Lots of taco talk. And tacos. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up here because I know the, the producer here is and giving tacos. me the eye. Um, but, but I want to say thank you so much for coming out. I know it was quite the drive for you. Oh, um, we awesome. look forward to seeing you out there on the golf course. Yes. We want to remind everybody we have Estrella Awards coming up May 7th for our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, of course. Please follow us on our social media at OCHCC, our Instagram, our Facebook. Thank you to all our listeners. Please remember to share you know, these videos. I think the story... The stories you shared today are great stories for our young Latinos, Latinas, leaders in the community, and in general, just the perseverance and, and all your hard work. Thank you so much, Alicia, for being here today. Thank we really appreciate you. you. Thank you, John. Um, and uh, again, I'm your host, John Gutierrez from OC Hospice, board member of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And folks, just remember, our community podcast is here because our community is your community. Take it away, Paul. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, there you have it. Another great reason to tune in each and every week to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. 